This is What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Night Kids After Dark Podcast for January 4th, 2024. New Year, same us. Man, I'm your host, BTG Plays, and I'm here with my co-host, Yano Nick. What is popping? Welcome. Happy New Year. What's up, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody who's uh, watching and listening. Um, yeah, we've been gone for a minute. It's time to get started, get back into the groove of things. A uh, bunch of stuff happened while we were gone. Uh, I mean, if I can remember stuff, but we're going to talk about the most current news. Uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about, let's see, Steam. Steam no longer supporting some old windows for uh, OSs. Marvel Studio released a trailer for Echo. And something about a Dragon Ball musical? Crazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get started, let's have some quick small talk. Uh, what's up, Yana? What you been up to? How was your break? Oh, man. It was fantastic. I didn't realize how much I needed a break until break happened. Uh, just sort uh, and you know, just a lot of rest, getting back into things. And yeah, man, uh, I think it's good to have a, a little bit of time off from work and, and get back to family and friends. Yeah, that's true. I it's just the only thing that I hate. Let's, let me not say I hate the holidays. It makes me sound sound like a pessimist. It seems like the, the right. It seems like the holiday break is not a break. Like I feel like I'm doing more during the holidays, but it's good, right? Like it's it's more quality time that I'm spending. But man, I swear I'm more drained after the holidays than ever. But it it, it is what it is. Like being a parent plays a large role on it, it you know, just the responsibility and weight of it all. I, uh, I, yeah, I think. I mean, I'm sure it does. You know, Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, that's a big Christmas holiday or Christmas holiday, Christmas Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. I'm sure it, it's a lot of pressure for any parent, but just people in general. Because you know, honestly, even if you don't have kids, it's still a time where you gotta get back to your family and some people don't have the best relationships with everybody in their family but yeah it is what it is but uh yeah other than that yeah nothing much um i'm think i'm ready to talk about some news uh for your viewers we're always looking for ways to engage our listeners so we'd love to hear from you uh what topics you would like us to cover this year or any any ideas you guys have to be honest uh what games do you want to hear more about if you have any questions or suggestions please feel free to leave them in the comments or on our social media pages uh you can leave comments on anchor spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen or wherever you're watching youtube as well all right uh, if you don't want to watch live you can always watch later on youtube.com at team Nike or slash at Team Night Kids One, or you can listen on podcast services by searching the four words Night Kids After Dark. Uh, remember, if you like the show ad free, hit that sub button. Uh, any any housekeeping before we get into story number one? Housekeeping. Oh, uh, if you want to meet some of the, you know, well, <laughs> if I you want to meet, 
Uh, so, uh, so MAGFest 2024 is coming up January 18th through the 21st, I believe. Correct. Correct. If you want to meet some of the night kids members, if you want to meet some of us or just, uh, come through and say hello. If you see us at MAGFest, come through, say what's up. I'll take a picture with you. I might ask to take a picture with you if you're cosplaying, especially. Yeah, it's going to be, it's always a good time. Uh, Kind of sucks this year because I've it's been a huge debacle with people getting rooms this year, like just in general. Wow. Like I've seen so many people giving up tickets just because, like, you know, they're traveling from other places and they weren't able to get a room. Which is why I'm I'm kind of scared for this year's Magfest. I'm not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Yeah, I am. Would you like to elaborate a little bit? I'm just I'm just scared that this the way things have turned out this year is going to have a negative effect on the following years. Like people, people are going to be like, actually, I didn't even open this story, but this is okay. Let me pull this up for you guys. Cause I don't know why I didn't add it. Thank you, you know, for getting the show together for our return, gathering up these stories. I think we do this quite well, man. We make a good team. For sure. Story number one from Kotaku. Jack Black to play Steve in 2025's Minecraft movie. Uh, it rather... It rather beggars belief that there hasn't been a Minecraft movie already. The Microsoft-owned behemoth is one of the highest grossing media franchises of all time and seems right for a guaranteed $1 billion plus box office. However, despite rumors dating back as far as 2014, it wasn't until 2022 that details seemed to solidify. This is all taking another step toward reality and Deadline's scoop that Jack Black has reportedly signed up to play the live-action version of the game's protagonist, Steve. A Minecraft movie has been about to happen for a very long time. Then owner Marcus Notch Person revealed Warner had an option had optioned the title back in 2014, and then various names have been attached and detached ever since. The very affable Sean Levy was set to direct at one point, with writers Kieran and Michelle Mulroney, but all three abandoned the project after their ideas were rejected. Uh, it's always it's always Sonny's Rob McElney. Oh, Mekel Henny was involved in some manner until he wasn't. For a bit, Peter Soleil was due to direct until in 2022 it was announced that Napoleon Dynamite director Jared Hess would take the helm. At the same time, Jason Momoa was slated to star. Then in 2023, a 2025 release date was declared. Phew. Alright, not gonna read the rest of it, but to be honest, I, didn't, I don't remember hearing anything about a Jack Black or not a Jack Black, but a uh, a Minecraft store movie. Did you know about you know, this? Yeah, I feel like I feel we, like we heard rumors of a Minecraft movie. Maybe, maybe we heard rumors, and I just when they announced about it. Um, uh, Minecraft Steve and Smash, oh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, we heard rumors or or things about there being a minecraft possible movie and a fortnite movie and other stuff but for we're just focusing on minecraft at the moment uh that's when we we heard the rumors however as we see here 
based off of this story, it seems like it's gone through several hands. A lot of the ideas have been pitched around, and finally we're landing on a voice actor for Steve, the main character, possible main character, they say. So hearing Jason Samoa was going to be the main character, and and now it's going to be Mike um, Jack Black. I'm interested because he did a fantastic job with playing Bowser and the Mario movie. Um, and yeah, I, I really can't wait. I like Jet Blacks, Jack Black. <laughs> no, I do too. Uh, it's it's funny that now he's playing like all the video game movies. This is going to be pretty, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a big Minecraft person. I mean, they could pretty much make the story about anything. I don't know how they're going to make it be like, all right, this is Minecraft and this is why this story is relevant to Minecraft. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. You can't, in my opinion, you can't really miss with um, Minecraft depending on what you do with the story because it's you, the world is already created. And one, their audience, most likely uh, young adults, is going to love it one they know all the sound effects they know all the characters they know all the, the the atmosphere and what the do's and don'ts the rules of the world so half of the storytelling is already done so now we're introduced to the plot the characters the you know what i mean the the funds and the ins and the outs of it cool well i'm looking forward to it uh in 2025 for sure next the next story. Oh, this is a pretty, pretty. I didn't. Yeah, this is a pretty decent one. Uh, the next story is also from Kotaku. Uh, Zach Swizen. Death comes for us all. Steam no longer supports Windows 7. Uh, the faded day has come. If you're still using Windows 7, 8, or 8.1, you might need to upgrade to Windows 10 or 11 soon, as Valve's massively popular digital storefront, Steam, no longer officially supports those older operating systems. Valve's fir Valve first revealed that it would drop support for older Windows versions in, this, in a support page posting last March. Uh, the message explains, explained that as of January 1st, 2024, Steam users on Windows 7, 8, and 8.1 will no longer receive new client updates of any kind, including security fixes. As a result, Valve is warning users of these operating systems to upgrade sooner than later to avoid malware and other malicious attacks. In the post, Valve also explained that Steam support would no longer offer technical support for issues related to these older versions of Windows. Valve also can't guarantee that Steam will remain usable on these older OSs moving forward. However, to be clear, Valve isn't flipping a switch and killing Steam on Windows 7. It's just saying that things might start to break soon. And if they do, they won't get fixed. We expect the Steam client and games on these older operating systems to continue running for some time without updates after January 1st, 2024, Valve wrote. But we are unable to guarantee continued functionality after that date. Uh, why is Steam ending support for Windows 7? Valve says one main reason for cutting off support for Windows 7, 8, and 8.1 is due to Google's Chrome, or due to Google Chrome no longer supporting these older operating systems. That's a problem for Valve as Steam relies on an embedded version of the browser. The company behind Half-Life and Portal also mentioned that future versions of Steam client will require Windows features and security updates only found in Windows 10 and 11. Valve ended its post, post encouraging players to upgrade to Windows 10 or 11 soon. Yeah. 
What's your thoughts? I, I don't know if you, the listeners and yourself, BTG, remember uh, being forced into Vista. Remember Vista? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember Vista, man. <laughs> that was a bad, bad time. Man. Uh, so <laughs> it, it almost <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, it, it does seem as though Windows 7, which we thought was one of the better operating uh, systems of Windows at for its time. Now it's finally being outdated. Oh, man, that's a big deal. How long ago was Windows 7? That's when did it come out? That's a great question. Sounds like a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago. No, Come I'm on. sure. What, 11? 2009. October 22nd, 2009. Wow. Man. Uh, uh, what was before that? I, I believe it was... You know uh, X- XP? It was XP. Fantastic operating system. Wonderful. Uh, for several years, a lot of uh, operating systems used it. And that's where a lot of us gamers... Our, you know, oh, I guess I want to say older gamers came from <laughs> a lot of games using um, Windows XP. Um, so Look here, we're not was, old. You're just too young. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 thought process on it is is that it was a matter of time, and now hearing this lets me know that Steam is perhaps also warning us because. Uh, there may also be changes coming from them in the future, in my personal opinion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, I think, this sucks. But I also, I guess I would like to know, like, what this, like, the statistics are on people actually running Windows 7 and 8 and 8.1 and still in gaming. Like, how many people are actually using those operating systems? Because I feel I like, wanna, go ahead. I do want to point out that uh, a lot of other places around the world use older operating systems for a lot much longer period of time than, uh, I guess, here uh, in some areas. So the way I look at it is, is if you can only, ha- if you are getting, uh, what is it, software pirate bay before people use that quite heavily that's how if people are running systems based off of that hardware or hardware and software um then that's what is available to them so it's going to be kicking off a lot of people very soon and going to have to upgrade and that's possibly what we're going to be seeing soon a lot of people have forced into an upgrade maybe okay so i'm looking this is a little it's a statistic, so who knows if it's true or not. Uh, but as far as from global stat, these stats are all over the place. So global stat says there's approximately 60 million people still using Windows 7 or computers running Windows 7. And that's about 3.7% out of the 1.6 billion Windows computers around the globe. Uh the verge had another article in 2021 that said 100 million people were using it and then october 2023 what does this say it says 22% are still using windows 7 
That seems like so a, a lot. lot of people. Yeah, that does seem like a lot. But then I also wonder how many out of that are actually gaming on those computers. That's you know the what? other question, right? Good points, yeah. <laughs> Oily Kurtz, probably businesses like factories and so Exactly, and that's another thing, because, you know, I, the government, we, they like to use old shit for a long time just because of security. Like, how much of those are actually just, like, government computers, you know? Exactly. But yeah, or that's workstation a, computers. That's true, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't feel like Steam not that I think if this was like a major thing where it was gonna affect the majority of people who use Steam, Steam would have been like, All right, we're gonna have to make our own application that works and not rely on Google Chrome. I think they've already done the math and was like, All right, it's not really that big of a number of people. Uh, so we'll see. Any so last thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to see what this what what this looks like. Do you uh, have anything with Windows Seven? No, not or eight or <laughs> eight point one. No, be, I can't even remember what Windows Seven looked like. Vaguely, I can remember. It was a very much simpler version. Uh, you know what? No, don't quote me. I don't <laughs> remember very much. <laughs> I know oh. I liked it. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Story number three. Uh, this comes from IGN. Marvel Studios Echoes official. Uh, this is Choctaw behind the scenes trailer. Um, we're going to take a look at the trailer. Uh, shoot. Yeah. I have it pulled up on another page, though, because for some reason it looks like crap on that. <laughs> but did you get a you chance to check out this teaser people? No, I haven't that watched it yet. Means... Uh, Chakta Tushka. Ready, and action! Echo, how do we tell this story about this character who is Native American? It was such a beautiful moment that we just sort of found a Lockwood Cox, who is also Native American. So we presented the script to the Choctaw Nation. It was a collaboration in every sense of the word. have natives that are part of the process since the very I beginning guess I forgot if that we're true to who we are as Choctaw yep. people this will be successful yeah so if you I this mean so Choctaw. Echo is she I'm was in the making sure that we were true to the Hawkeye show right world. yes she was so much of what and she's actually a deaf and new actor everyone is really that plays a deaf and new character Generations are echoing, reaching out to us. We want to embrace the culture, and we're going to embrace the Choctaw language. That was perfect. Today, we are dubbing all five episodes into the Choctaw language. Oh, they're going to dub all the episodes? So That's crazy. That we've had this opportunity in telling a story. We had the screening at the Choctaw Cultural Center. We could not be more honored to have a hero in Echo. 
that represents our culture and history of the Choctaw people. Oh, wow, episode streaming January 9th. And it's mature. Oh, okay. Rated M for mature. Really excited to watch this one. I want this to be good. Be be good so badly. Indeed. <laughs> oh, at least. Do you want to do you want it to be good so badly because you're a fan of Echo, or do you feel like Marvel's been missing the mark lately? Ooh. Oh, good point. Wow. Yeah, I don't. So here's the thing. Like I, I like Echo's the character Echo, right? Uh, and Oily curses. I want this to be good so badly. And I, I'm curious, Oily. Like, why do you want this to be so good, or good so badly? I am curious on your thoughts on that. And I, I want it to be good too. Don't get me wrong. I definitely want it to be good. It's just weird that I feel like they did this show. And I don't want to say nobody was asking for it, but was anybody asking for an Echo show? And how many people actually? Even if no one asked for it, which is possible that they are building up for something else. And as we saw with Shang-Chi and uh, what's the other one? I forgot the name of it. Uh, I forgot the name of the... uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but oh, um, Ant Man and the Wasp, and it was not Ant Man and the Wasp. What was yeah, it? Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah, Quantumania. And uh, the Kang Wars and all of this—they're building up for something. And I think that they're also uh, the Young Avengers. I do feel as though that's something on the miss as well. So, very strongly believe that that's what they're building towards. Oh, you know, Oli Curse just hit it on the head, and I was gonna bring this point up yet next. He said, "I don't." He says, "I don't want to sound like that guy, but they focus so hard on the inclusivity sometimes that they forget about the character." And I one hundred. He also said, "Marvel's been throwing up airballs," and I agree, they have been doing doing that. I like Echo as a character. I do. I do like the, her as a character. I like the actor, but I definitely feel like this is only a tie-in. Or Daredevil to bring Kingpin's show because he's having his own show. And I don't want this to be... I hate that they would use this character just to bridge that gap. Like, oh. and that's... And like he said, they, they use it to use inclusivity so much that they forget exactly what the character is. And, we, and we've I had that... The case. We've had that a couple times. Like, we had that with Miss Marvel. Uh, and I, you know, I liked... Miss Marvel's show, uh, but yeah, they fo- they focus on a lot of stuff. It's okay. It's definitely okay to do that. I want them to be inclusive, but don't do it in a way where it's like I'm just rubbing this in your face. Like, make right. it fit. Make it make sense. You know what I mean? So. Like you're not giving uh you're you're not giving the the main the most important part of the story the characters right their their as good as good writers you should be able to include this stuff without making it feel like you're forcing it down my throat that's that's the true like sense of a written a very well written show 
And when you're throwing it down my throat, it takes away from exactly what the show is. And then you get these bad reviews and then, then you're actually not, you're not doing the character justice. And it makes people be like, well, why the hell did we do that? Why'd y'all do this? And it makes it worse. I think it, it puts it in a worse place than where it could have been. So I hope it's think, not that. Do you think this show is going to, cause we're getting all nine episodes right back to back. Do you think it's going to, uh, um, you actually, think they're just going to release the whole thing all at once? Oh yeah, that's what it said. Oh, did it, it say all that? Nine, all nine episodes are releasing in a few days. I think the ninth. I think it said. Six all right, so they all all nine episodes release on the ninth. I'm going to watch it for sure. Uh, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Whew. I don't know. I kind of like. I liked when Disney Plus and Marvel did the once a week stuff. I don't like, I really don't like dropping it all at once, but that's, that's, I guess that's just your preference. It is what it is. It's the era we live in, uh, binge watching. Yeah, and I don't really have much to watch anyway, but please do this character justice. Such a good character. Please. Especially as a character that a lot of people don't know about. And that's what worries me. It's a character that a lot of people don't know about and marvel has a weird thing when they do that stuff with these characters that the character doesn't get justice jay leo says it's gonna flop i have not i have no proof that it will but i'm just being that guy right now hey look every to be honest, everybody's feeling like that with marvel though everybody's feeling like that with marvel right now I don't want it to flop and I don't want Marvel to flop because we've seen Marvel go down to the point where they just had to sell all of their their IPs and 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 just kind of like scrape to stay alive. I don't want to go back through that era again, but unfortunately everything has phases or waves go through waves. This is definitely going to be a bridge just for Daredevil and Kingpin. I already know that for a fact. No. Uh but I'm watching it. I do like the how I like how they're trying to be true to the uh, Choctaw tradition or culture. But yeah, just please don't throw it down my throat. Just please. make it make sense with the character. Don't forget about her story. That's it. That's all I really have for it. I'm excited for this one. See, Jay Leo, look, he's proving my point. I've honestly never heard of Echo. You wouldn't, unless you're like a. Hardcore Daredevil fan, which I read for some, I read a lot of Daredevil when I was a kid. That's the only reason why you would know Echo. That's not a character that people would know about. But yeah, I'll admit I don't know much about Echo, but I've heard the name. That's what it, it is. What it is. All right. Any last thoughts before I move on to the next story? No, not not. I just want to see Echo do well, and I don't want to see it flop. Me too. Let's all hope for that because this will be good for Marvel and hopefully it's good for the films and we get a lot better stuff out of Marvel now that the writer's strikes is over. Uh, Oily Curses, Prey. Great. Prey was a great movie about Native Americans in their native language with great character development. Did you watch it? We talked about Prey when it came did. out. Did you watch it? I did. I did watch Prey. I, I, I really liked that movie. They, exact, they did. That was a great movie about Native Americans in their native language with great character development and it didn't mess up the story of predator and pray like it was just great all right anyways next story 
Oh, Dragon Ball fans. This is a Dragon Ball story. Dragon Ball fans spot reference. Wait, the wrong story. Sorry, that's not right. This is the story. 12 minute Dragon Ball musical goes viral after 350 million people tune in live. This comes from CV CBR. An amazing Dragon Ball musical performance at Billy Billy's New Year's Eve Gala in China is going viral after over 30, 350 million people, more the entire population of the U.S., tuned in live. The performance by Chinese youth dance troupe O-Dog, seen in its entirety below, was joined by Hiroshi Takashi, the singer of the first Dragon Ball anime opening, Magafushigi Adventure, in celebration of Dragon Ball's 40th anniversary in 2024 as the Lunar Year of the Dragon. The festival was streamed live on Billy Billy, which announced a record viewership of over 344 million concurrent viewers. In comparison, comparison, the U.S. population is roughly 335 million, as the U.S. Census Bureau's most recent update. Now, I watched this, and this is—it's amazing. It is amazing. It's 12 minutes. Uh, I'll let me just play. The first couple minutes till you get to see Son Goku, but it it goes through a bunch of sagas in twelve minutes, and it's pretty interesting. Let's pull so this up. Introduce Goku, Son Goku. That's all y'all get. If you, I'm gonna post the link in chat. It's it's a great watch. It's 12 minutes. I really wish I had known this was being shown on New Year's. I would have watched it, uh, but it's definitely cool. I, I I loved it. It's so good. It really is. I, I didn't realize they were showing the whole thing. I thought I clicked on Me it. too. I did the same thing. And I was like, dang, like how how long was this thing? Like, And I'm like, they're going through all these sagas. I'm like, Goku done grown up. I say, holy shit. But no, yeah, it's the whole thing. It's pretty dope. Uh, definitely check it out. Music's good. The dancing's good. Uh, totally worth watching. Totally worth the 12 minutes of your life. For sure. Why <laughs> you worded like that? Because, <laughs> I mean, a lot of things aren't worth 12 minutes of your life. Like, I'm telling <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was featured in Billy Billy's New Year's Gala in China, being the first and only anime to do so. Uh, 350 million people watched the gala live, meaning that many people watched the Dragon Ball, not including hundreds of millions more who watched it at home. Uh, just some a little recap of it. The performance is truly a saga. It features Tail Goku, Goku versus Tien, uh, an intense Goku versus Vegeta light show, uh, Majin Buu battle with Vegeta and Goku, 
and there's some more but i'll let you guys finish and watch it. it it's it's super cool um dang i had other thoughts but i'm I, i'm amazed i'm just amazed at it in general snuck under the radar i didn't hear anything about it till today so some people may have already seen or heard it but um it, a great performance it it, it I couldn't look away. <laughs> I could No, like was, seriously. So as, as soon as I started, I was like, I was like, let me take a look at this before we get on the show. And I would just watch the whole thing. I was like, this is dope. <laughs> I was like, this is so dope. Oh man. Yep. No, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, definitely check it out. If you're a fan of plays, check it out. If you're a fan of musicals, check it out. And if you're a fan of just dancing or, or I don't even know why. Dance. I don't know why they called it a musical. It's more of like a choreography. Like it's a whole twelve minute choreography telling a story, and it's like hip hop dancing and stuff. Like it's dope. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, and then they have the iconic music in this uh, you, you, next story. Yeah, I'm ready. It's, it's just it's just good. Like, just watch it, guys. Check it out. Check <laughs> it out. Uh, next story. This comes from CBR as well. Skybound releases first look at Transformers and GI Joe crossover. Um, Skybound's Energon universe continues to heat up as this month's Duke number two barrels relentlessly down the path toward an intense crossover between G.I. Joe and the Transformers. The two franchises have recently been rebooted and updated upon entering Skybound's new universe, having only briefly overlapped thus far with traditional G.I. Joe team leader Duke encountering his first Decepticon in Transformers number two. This has led the rogue soldier to undertake a mission to discover the truth behind the robots in disguise in the Duke Limited series, which also hints at the future involvement of terrorist organization Cobra. Now Skybound has released a first look at the second issue of the popular series. Ooh, this looks dope. It looks so good. So it's a comic book for those that don't know. It looks like it's, uh, they had a mini series. So it's called Duke. I just want to see if the Decepticons. They're not trying to give too much away. Uh, uh, so there's no real pictures that you can see as of yet. But however, if you are a fan of either G.I. Joe or of Transformers, this is definitely one you would want to, you know, whenever you see a, a, a manga or a comic book or any kind of issue that you're saying, wow, they're on episode 1,400. This is the beginning. This is where you want to at least get in. Yeah. And this one's not going to be like something that you have to commit too much time to, because it looks like this is only going to be a five book series for Duke. And they're only on issue number one now. Issue number two comes out January 31st. So at the end of this month. So yeah, it looks like it's going to be a short series with different crossovers. Hmm. I like it. I might have to pick this up. If you guys are interested in following up on these comic book related stories as well, don't forget to hit the follow button. For sure. Anything else on this? Are you going to get it? Uh <laughs> I am. I am uh, Third Eye Comics is a fantastic comic book store in the DMV area. I would definitely recommend stopping by and picking up. I will be picking this one up. I'm just going to steal yours. <laughs> Borrow. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's the word I meant to use for sure. You're absolutely right. Okay. Last story. 
last story of the nights. This is uh, probably the biggest story. Three decades later, someone has finally beaten Tetris on NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Classic puzzle game Tetris has been around for over three decades, and in that time, plenty of people have reached its various endings, usually by clearing four rows of bricks at once, like a digital demolitioner. That's a challenge in and out of itself, but now someone has taken the concept of beating Tetris to the extreme by playing the NES game so hard it straight up crashed, a phenomenon also known as the kill screen. As reported by 404 Media, 13-year-old competitive Tetris player Blue Scooty, Scooty or Scuddy, became the first human to force the NES Classic into a kill screen, the de facto game over for the legendary puzzler in which the game freezes and becomes unplayable, a feat previously only accomplished by AI. Blue Scuddy, who emerged on the competitive Tetris scene in December 2021 and won first place in a handful of tournaments over the course of 2023, posted a video to their YouTube channel on January 2nd, showing them achieving the monumental feat. I'm going to go ahead and play this because I watched it and I was so happy for him. Oh, no, this is the whole thing. Wait, he did it yeah. in 42 minutes. <laughs> if you go to the, I guess, what is this? Three. Is this? No, that's not it. That's a different video. 42 or sorry, 3833. Okay, let's go to 38. Alright, let's watch him freak out. And this is where I watched it from. I saw a clip. Incredible. So, so it only... Dang, that's so crazy that... So the game's been around for three decades. And it only, I guess it's just that hard to get to that point. 42 minutes and he... And like nobody was able to do this. Wow, for years. Oh my God. And yeah, because cause to be honest, the people thought it was impossible. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible to do. And he did it. Thirteen years old. Fun fact, uh Tez thirteen actually is a competitive Tetris player, actually. Are you really, Tez? Did not know that. Dang. I didn't know it was so massive. Uh, uh, the scene. Uh, you didn't know Tetris. I didn't know it was still going strong today. Oh Not my like god! That. Yeah, it's definitely always been strong. That's Dang. incredible that they were able to do that. So dope. I'm glad. You know, just I'm about not... everyone has played Tetris. Is that accurate? Uh, I mean, I find <laughs> I find it incredibly difficult to believe that. Anybody who plays games has never played Tetris. Right. Or not even just Tetris, but a version of Tetris. You know what I mean? Tetris. Oh, man. That's so dope. Dope. He uses a rolling technique, a way of holding an NES controller that dominated the Tetris screen in 2021. Instead of hyper-tapping, the previously most popular method of tapping on NES controllers D-pad as fast as possible. Rolling sees players glide their fingers along the bottom of the NES controller as the momentum to roll the controller in their other hand, pressing the D-pad in the process. This new method of play allows competitors to press the D-pad at least 20 times per second rather than the previous 12. Look, that's crazy. I can't even fathom what's happening here. <laughs> Man, that's incredible. 
Well, good job, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Awesome. Appreciate your hard work. But no, that's Whoa. the that's the last story. Uh, I do want to touch on some rumors. Look, these are strictly rumors. There's no proof. Uh, oh, and some leaks. I wanted to get your thoughts on that before we go into games coming out this week. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Insomniac's Wolverine leaked. The whole movie? I'm talking about the game. Oh, the game, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the whole game has leaked. Uh, it's definitely in an unfinished state, but it has leaked and it's actually playable on PC. Insomniac you know had anyone who's played it? No, 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 no. I'm not even I'm not watching anything. I'm not doing anything with that. I just want to know your thoughts on how you feel about that, like the whole Wolverine I, game leaking. I don't like when games are leaked because it sometimes can hurt the game. However, getting feedback from your audience does help for them to make changes. Uh, early enough to so the game is enjoyable or the game is likable i don't but know the specifics do... but it's like a really old build so they're like the build that's leaked is not even what the game is now insomniac said they're just going to proceed as normal but it does suck because technically store story stuff is still in it oh. so i think that's the worst part about it in today's world how do you keep things because Maybe someone within the company does or, or in the development team doesn't leak the game. However, with hacking, there's or or information being leaked or stolen online. It, it's almost impossible to keep anything uh, from being stolen. Yeah, I mean, what can you do, right? It sucks. I just think it sucks. Like, it's not even like, all right. It's like we're hacking the places that we love, like the companies that we love. Come on, guys. I say this every time something happens. If y'all gonna hack something, hack something that does some freaking good. Like student loans. Get rid of these student loans. Do something. <laughs> like, I get it. The game's gonna come out eventually. Like, we don't need to see it. Uh, it sucks for Insomniac. Especially after they just came with Spider-Man 2, which was fantastic uh or so i've heard do you think that this news is going to hurt the game or is uh, it i don't i think i don't think it's going to hurt the game at all i to be honest i think by the time the game comes out people are already going to forget about uh the leak it just sucks that it it's out there and i have to think about it and hopefully nobody as the game comes closer to release People be like, oh, well, you know, this is going to happen because they know the story. Like, come on. That's what I don't need. I'm going to have to be off the internet forever. Uh, so, yeah, that that happened. Uh, Switch 2 rumors are out. What? Yeah, there's been a lot of leaks about the Switch 2 in the past couple weeks. Uh, there's a rumor that it's going to be unveiled this month uh there's a rumor that it has an eight inch screen there's a rumor that there's going to be two versions an oled version and an lcd version and a digital version 
and a version that uses has cartridges as well, but the cartridges are strictly for backwards compatibility. Whoa, that is a lot of news. Uh, rumors. These are rumors. <laughs> like it's not news. It's rumors. I'm just saying it's exciting. Uh, the late the latest rumor is that it's gonna be more powerful than the Steam Deck. No, no, <laughs> for real. Uh, look, there's been some leaked uh, Nvidia mobile chips that the that Nintendo uses Nvidia chips that they're like, yeah, these uh, chips are crazy. Look, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I don't like to do rumors and and leaks and all that, but my I'm I'm questioning. Where did you how 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 did how do we know this to be somewhat true or related? Hmm. Let's just say the people that have leaked this stuff are pretty reliable. Uh, but oh yeah, the uh, this uh, speculation is that a new Mario game is going to be a launch title. Uh, Metroid is going to be a launch title. Metroid Four, uh, Prime Four. Yeah, wow. that's the rumor. Wow. We'll see. We shall see. That's all I want to touch on. Straight rumors, guys. That is not news. I just like to talk about stuff like that. I, wow. Every system that has come out got a new Smash Brothers game. Do we know if this one's going to get a new Smash game? I don't. I mean, they said they were done. They, or at least we know who said they were done. Right. We know who said they were done. Yeah. Who knows? You know, the funny thing is, like, this can't. Maybe there's just no major games coming out this week. But this list has <laughs> no games on it that are coming out this week. Is there no games coming out this week, guys? It's very possible. No new games. Let's see. Oh wow, no new games. Did everything just come out for the Christmas? I guess that makes sense. It's very possible because around this time last year when we did this uh, the podcast, th- I don't remember what games were slated to come wow. out. Wow, it's literally I'm looking everywhere and there's no major releases this week. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. All right, well, no games coming out this week, so That's a first. So catch up on what you missed out on. You know, get some Baldur's Three. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario RPG. I'm almost done. Oh, that's a fantastic game. Great game. Got it for Christmas. Thanks to my wife. Good game. Woo. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, next episode next week, next Thursday, it'll be me, Yano, and Lily will be making an appearance on next week's episode. So join us next Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here. Uh, and we'd like to thank you guys for always showing us support. Uh, make sure you guys hit us with them likes or stars or dislikes or whatever on uh, whatever podcast services you guys watch on or listen on. Check it out on our YouTube. Really uh, thank, thanks for Cinderella for writing up our our uh, show timelines and breakdowns under each uh episode but yeah other than that you got anything you know i just want to say thank you to all our listeners to all our viewers to all the people behind the scenes working to make this podcast come to life um and thank you btg for making 2020 
three a fantastic year. So let's do this. You too. And make it even more explosive show this year. Yeah, I'm down for sure. All right, y'all. We'll catch you guys next Thursday. Remember, this has been Night Kids After Dark Podcast, where gamers discuss gamer things every Thursday live right here on Twitch.tv at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash Team Night Kids. Later, y'all.